Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm here with Jeremiah Lee, and we are with Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner as well as Jeremiah. Jeremiah, in addition to that, is also an attorney, and he can help our clients with their various legal matters. If you'd like to know more about our firm, what I what I strongly suggest you just go to our website because we have a lot of information there, and that is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just simply call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011 for more information. Now, every week, what we do is we divide our program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, you know, Jeremiah, we're going to talk about those things that people don't ever want to move. We, we call it dead weight, mm-hmm. but it is how do you break out of your investment inertia, investing inertia? I mean, people hold on to things. I think the primary example is like 401k. They'll open up a 401k. They get the drop in allocations and they never look at it again. They yeah. don't have a clue what it is doing for them. Yeah. And, and that that process is probably better than the other side of the spectrum. You know, every month changing things and right. going back That's and forth. True. But I think. I think a lot of it comes from, I guess, two things. The first being, you know, some good wisdom of saying, put it in there and just let it go. And, you know, that's probably good wisdom. Right. But the second is, like you said, the inertia, you know, it's in there, it's doing stuff. And often people might want to change something, but they don't know what to buy next or what to get into. And so it it leaves them in this position, um, I guess, a a third item too being, uh, they have to think about it, right? They have to think about their finances, (laughs) think about, you know, uh, whether or not they're getting the best returns. Um, And then there's a number of people that's just, they, they just don't want to. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we refer to it, you know, there's um, several things that we look at, but I mean, we refer to it as just basically benign neglect. And it's where people don't have a inclination to think about their investing and thinking about their retirement. So what would they do even if they were going to make some changes? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they just don't do anything. I mean, we, we have had time and time again, where I've sat down and talked with people like on their 401k you know, I, I'll make some suggestions to them because we can't go in and directly manage their 401k for them. We'll get we'll look at their investment options saying we want you to make these investment options. Then our next progress meeting, uh, the changes were not made. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why didn't you do it? She's well, I just didn't think about it. You know, yeah. I just didn't do it. 
And it's just like, ah, oh, yeah. it's so frustrating. Right. You know? And the issue with it is, it's not just that you know, we like to change things, but it's to build a portfolio that makes sense for that, for that day. Right. I mean, I, I think of a portfolio that's going to grow as well as one that's resilient, mm-hmm. you know, to say, as, you know, the, today's market is different than the market 10 years ago. Right. And the portfolio that we want our clients to have is one that is, is geared for growth. It, it's ready to p- fulfill their needs, but it's also resilient. You know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the next few months or the next few years. So we want a portfolio that's holding not just quality assets for growth, but also quality assets for if the market goes down, Correct. it's going to survive. Correct. So the other thing I see too, is people who have trophies in their investment portfolios, <laughs> you know, and they bought, they bought Tesla cheap or they bought, you know, some other company and they're just excited about it. They're just proud that they did such a good job and they have this investment and they should be excited about that. But you know, every investment has you know two moments. One's the buy and one's the sell, you know, that, that you need to exit at some point to kind of recognize or that. Or at least gain. trim. You know, I, I, would, I, right. I, you know, you may have a good asset, but don't pour everything you have into that one asset. Yeah. It, I've never seen where it comes out to be an absolutely good outcome. There's yeah. always some bad event somewhere yeah. down the road. No, that's right. And so with that, I think the, the looking at your portfolio and, and fighting inertia, <laughs> you know, right. fighting the, the urge just to leave it we, strategically, there's times to leave it and just let it ride. Right. There's also moments to reconsider to make sure that it's, it's still the, the best portfolio for today. And, and we talk a little bit, about, but how do we do that? How, how do we make sure that we are still having the best portfolio? Well, again, I think that, um, you know, when we look at assets, when we look at assets, I, again, people have a tendency to marry emotionally to a fund and mm. or to a stock. And my comment is always the same. I said, well, you know, they don't have your picture on the wall in mm-hmm. the boardroom mm-hmm. thinking we're, we're going to do the best for that person, you know. And of course, my clients kind of laugh at me and they says, no, they don't do that. But I said, think about what they're doing in relationship to the overall general economy. And there's times to buy certain things and times to sell certain things. So one of the key things we always talk about with our clients is you got to be tactical. You got to know when to make a change within your portfolio. And don't just hold on to things until forever, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're constantly watching the economy. We're constantly in communication with our, our clients to say, what are the tactical moves? I mean, our, the middle part of our show is tactile asset, being tactile asset management. We want to always be looking at what is the best tactical thing to be holding or not holding and make adjustments as needed. The second, and I, you mentioned this before, is writing it down. Right. You know, r- write down what you want to do. You don't have to you know, tell the whole world, but, but make a list of what you want to do and, and get to it. Well, that kind of comes back to us is build a plan. Mm. And by putting a plan together, you actually establish a strategic structure to your overall investing. Now that takes energy. It takes, and if you don't have the ability to do that, you should be, you should be aligning yourself with a fiduciary, responsible professional to help you build a plan and then help you develop it over mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. again, that's, that's really a critical juncture. Yeah. And it's a roadmap. It's not that you know where right. you're going, you know, you know how to get there with changes a bit, but you know where you're going. And that, that is a good impetus to overcome that inertia for sure. So again, we look at um, studies and one study that came out really stood out to me. It says they did a study of a hundred different people and 68 of the hundred said that they were saving enough. 24 of the 68 said they plan to increase their contributions in their 401k. But when they went back and looked at it about three months later, um, only three had done it. Mm. So that, that kind of highlights to me why people need help. And again, I go down to seek advice, mm. get a planner and get somebody who is a fiduciary, somebody who is not a commission based salesperson, but somebody, first of all, that will listen to you, understand what your needs are, 
what your desires are, do an analysis, and then put together a plan, mm-hmm. but also seek a proper advisor to help you make decisions for the long term. Yeah. And, and that that is painful sometimes, you know, yeah, going through that process. And we charge a fee, a, a initial fee for everybody. And that fee is not large. It's, it's simply to be that kick in the pants to say, right. hey, if we're going to put in the time, you're going to put in the time, let's all move together and get this stuff right. done. And you're right. I think meeting with an advisor, you know, p- actually picking the phone, making that connection is a great step in overcoming some of this inertia. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of in people's portfolios. It's their investment portfolio. You know, insurance is another thing. Most people get insurance and then they don't think about it for years right. and years. And we've had a number of clients who come in and they have what I would say stale insurance. Insurance they don't need, right. but they're just still paying on it because at one point it was there for on purpose. Right. But, but it's a holistic view to kind of keep uh, your entire portfolio as well as your life um, on on the plan. Keep it on track. So I think again, going back and just reiterating, um, the things that are most important is that if you're listening to us right now. And if you've made investment choices decades ago and you haven't even looked at them since then or even 10 years ago, you need to take you need to develop a plan and a strategy. And that's where we can come alongside of you and help you. If you're listening to us and you you say, that's me, that's what I've done, I would urge you to call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for our next section. It is tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. You know, this marks the 50-year anniversary when Richard Nixon Basically, we went off the gold standard. Yeah. You know, that, that was a big event because historically we were on that gold standard since just right after post-World War II, right? Yeah. yeah. Coming out of World War II, there's a lot of uncertainty. We went on the gold standard and said, you know, U.S. dollars are tied. I think it was what, 30, $35. $35 that, that it was tied to an ounce of, of gold. And this, this is the price. This is what we're doing. And we're going to do this forever was kind of the sentiment. And it, it really gave stability to the U.S. dollar compared to gold, and it allowed the U.S. dollar to become this international currency because it was the reserve stable. currency. Yeah, and everyone knew that Fort Knox was a thing. I mean, there's a lot of old movies about knocking over Fort, Fort Knox <laughs> and getting all the gold, and uh, I think there's even a James Bond about that one. But but that that was where we were at. And the Nixon, like you said, took us off of the gold standard, and our currency began floating. So it's been 50 years, 50 years of this experiment, I guess. So the question is, has gold provided the best return for clients? Had they invested in right at that time, in other words, if they bought a portfolio of gold at $35 an ounce, because that's when they, in 1971, that was the first time in a long time that individuals, citizens could buy gold and hold it. 
would they have had a better outcome than stocks or even bonds for that matter over that 50 year timeline? Right. The uh, numbers are kind of surprising, aren't they? They are. And the interesting part of the numbers when we're looking at them is if you take the entire 50 years, so 1971 till today, you have a certain amount of return. If you cut off that first 10 years, it's right. a very different return. And basically that first 10 years, gold saw a big jump. So we'll, we'll, we'll give you the numbers. Uh, so if you take the whole 50 years, 1971 till today, you had basically an 8.2% a year was the return, right. annualized return. That's a decent return you know, over all those years. How does that compare to stocks though? If yeah. I would have bought stocks back in 1971. So you would be at 11.2% if you bought the S&P. So stocks outperformed gold. Stocks outperformed gold by, what are we at? Two, 3%, yeah. about 3%. But the interesting thing, what I, I found interesting is if you cut off that first 10 years, you know, when they decoupled the dollar from gold, you know, everything kind of floated. Gold got a, a pretty big boost actually. And so if you cut out that first, just those 10 years, and as you do the last 40 years, so someone's been in gold for the last 40 years, that means gold, the annualized return is 3.6%. Well, that's not very good. It's not as much. <laughs> and the S&P over that same time has actually been 12.2%. So uh, significantly more if you're in stocks. And treasuries, which is you know bonds where a lot of people will hold at times, they've been 8.2% over the last 40 years. So they, they don't, in that 40-year period, bonds even appreciated better than gold did. Yeah, definitely double, almost triple of what the wow. appreciation. So wow. gold in the first 10 years, like I said, the, the decoupling, it, it had a heyday. And maybe that's perhaps why you know so many people when they saw gold, that it's it's kind of ingrained in American psyche that gold is this inflation beating, you know, helpful well, part of portfolio. Again, what I I I kind of bristle because when I see the ads on television mm. and I see grandma pulling out her her box of gold coins with her grandchildren saying, I've got something that's solid I can hang on to. Of course, it's a reflection on the government printing all this money. Yeah. And they're saying it's better to have this because the dollar is going to go down in value and relationship. But the but the issue is the dollar really hasn't gone down in value all that much, even though we've printed out all this money and everybody is scratching their heads saying, what's happening? Here? Yeah, that's right. And for a lot of folks, you know, having gold as compared to putting cash under your mattress, you know, potentially is better. But both of those options pale in comparison to having a reasonable balanced portfolio right. of stocks and bonds, you know, kind of the prudent investing has outperformed all of this. And, and gold, you know, to its credit, you know, it, it does not do the inflation protection that people think it does. Right. We want it to. The, the statistics don't match out there. What it does do is it adds some stability. You know, Again, and, if a lot of the, st the statistics show that if you had gold, if you look at it over a century, gold has value. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has a purpose and it's almost like a legacy. That's why governments, pension plans, some of these uh, entities that are going to have a much longer timeline than an individual, because typically individuals don't invest for a hundred years at a crack. Mm -hmm. um, it is gold. It, it should it be part of our portfolio, I guess, is the question. I mean, should we own gold within our clients' portfolios? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think for some folks, it, it does make sense. It, it can be, but if they're going to live for a hundred years is the key, <laughs> key item. Right. It, it's the timing, you know, to, to buy it for 10 years, to buy it even for 20 years, and in this example, we have 40 and 50 years. Right. You know, it, it has potentially some value, but not not great. You know? I think I think there's again, we talked about it. Um, you know, gold used to be considered a currency. And I think gold right now is an asset. And there's mm -hmm. difference on how you look at it. Like land is an asset. Mm -hmm. So I look at land, uh, there's different kinds of land. You know, we have land that's out in the desert that's really non-producing, it just has value to somebody. But if you had a, a really nice piece of farmland that's producing crops every single year, the values are going to be substantially different. Mm -hmm. So I look at gold in the sense that it's an asset that has a greater value than some other commodities, maybe. 
and it's used now more in in manufacturing like for example a lot of our computers mm-hmm. and technology uses gold but it's not really used as a currency anymore that's I mean, right you know yeah, I think the practical aspect too is, is you have to sell this stuff. Like, well, right. clients will you know have gold at a safe at their house, either coins or bullion, and if they ever want to use it, they're going to have to liquidate it. Or you know, some of them feel if the apocalypse is coming, they're going to I don't know take a knife to it and you know chop chop off pieces. Um, but either way, there's a liquidity issue that either you know, when we invest in gold, when we add it to a client's portfolio, we do it through a fund, right. you know, some sort of a gold holding fund, invest in mines and processes. Um, other people, when they think of gold, they think of physical coins in their safe and. You know, they're fun to acquire, right? And I think it's nice to look at and you see these gold coins and you silver, whatever they are. Yeah. But um, the reality is, is they're probably not holding the value they think they are. Right. And they are not uh, fungible. They're not that transferable in the way that most people would want them to be. So if we do run into an apocalypse, I, I don't see people swapping their gold coins about and then society continuing on. Yeah. And I always go back to the comment. I said, you know, if you have all this gold in your home, let's, you know, whether you have gold bars or gold coins, I said, and in fact, the dollar collapsed, our economy collapsed, the dollar's worthless. You know, we're going back to the years, what happened in Germany post-World War II, when they had all this hyperinflation, mm-hmm. they say, well, I got gold. Well, even if you went to a retailer in today's world, how are they going to determine that what you're giving them has value? Hmm. They have no way of determining what the exchange rate is going to be for what you're buying off of their shelf, so to yeah. speak. It becomes really problematic, really even in those situations. Yeah. So I think, I mean, in, end of the day, you know, we we see gold has a place, but I don't think it's nearly as significant a role in right. portfolios as as sometimes Americans think it should be. Yeah, I think I think again, I, I'd rather have good quality stocks. And, you know, there's some mindset that says, well, stocks, you know, they can manipulate the pricing, but no, the market, the market really determines that mm-hmm. pricing and the markets is pretty efficient, you know, yep. by and large, uh, there's a lot of research continually. People are trying to buy good quality stocks. And as you get older, as you get close to retirement, you want stocks that are more stable, more dividend payers and such. And that's the other aspect with gold. It doesn't pay anything. Mm. It just sits there in your just drawer or whatever, you yep. know? Yep. And you hope that there's a chart somewhere that says it's worth more. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, get that one out for the, and feed your family with that one. It's <laughs> going to be really hard. Sure. So again, we think that the currency issue, we had a change back post-World War II. Uh, Nixon did a change in 1971 where the 50 year anniversary right now we are heading towards some changes, yeah. maybe crypto. We don't know exactly what the currency issues are going to happen over time at this mm-hmm. stage. So um, again, these are the dynamics of economies uh, and what goes on. So it's not just the United States, it's all the economies of the world. Yeah. And there could be a lot of changes down the road. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stay tuned, you know, keep, keep your heads up. And as, as we go right. forward, we're going to keep analyzing things. Yeah, if you like more information on this or have conversation with us you know, about this particular subject matter, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. 
Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. I cut this article out of the newspaper. Um, this is quite some time ago. In fact, this is back in May of 2020. So it's been around for over a year. I've kind of kept it in my my uh, drawer to pull out at some point in time to talk about. But it talks about card scammers and what's happened post-COVID. And it even since then, if you're like I am, I get all these phone, spam phone calls. Mm-hmm. I get all these emails, these texts now. I'm trying to figure out how they find me, but they're always looking me for some information, aren't they? Yeah, my vehicle warranty. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I don't know how many of those I have, but I must have a lot. Yeah, no, that's right. People are, are, are reaching out. Uh, complete scams. I mean, some right. of them are, you know, have a product they're trying to push, but lately they're entirely a scam. Yeah, they're they're trying to get you to do something. And as soon as you click on it, then all of a sudden they have some of your personal information. It could even be very hazardous to your financial health yeah. based upon where you're at and what you're doing. You know, banks that are looking to, uh, you know, there's been some violation of your account or whatever. Can you verify your information? Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised at the number. Obviously, they do it because it's effective. Yep. And this particular article talks about card scammers take advantage of the crisis. And it is continued forward to now. And, and I'm seeing it more and more, not only with my myself, but Jeremiah also with our clients. Yeah. And I think it's a, a moment when you're in a crisis where we all are in, you know, somewhat of a crisis that um, people are looking, they, they want to believe you right. know, they can have a, a solution, a way out or something. And so when these scammers call them, you know, they want to either protect against something or go for it. And they're fairly sophisticated. The, the article has a few examples of folks from Wells Fargo or Bank of America getting phone calls with people pretending to be from these legitimate banks, having something of their personal information, having their birth date already, having their social security, you know, having some stuff that, that leads them to believe it's a real call. Because, you know, they've stolen this information yeah, from somewhere and right. they've bought it from some other criminal. And, and let's face it, folks, your social security number is out there. Your mm-hmm. personal information most likely is being held I mean, I, I mean, I don't even want to repeat the number of companies that have had all their data yeah. downloaded and stolen. And guess what? Those people are using it now to come back and get information from you. Right. right. And so the question often is, is what do we do? You know, how do we best protect ourselves? We had talked a while ago with a client who froze their credit. Who they, right. they locked everything down, called the different credit report agencies. And as we walked through with them, it sounded like that ended up being a nightmare of, you know, realize they need to refinance their house and try to unlock everything it became very difficult. Right. And, and so with that, you know, the, one, there's a few pieces of advice that we always talk to people, but you know, the first one being, you know, just be so skeptical. Right. You get a phone call, you get an email that's out of the blue. We even had a few clients who will call us and, and we'll have them call back, not using the number that someone gave to them, but going and you know, going online or going to a recent statement and calling the bank from that number right. and to verify, to say, okay, I'm going to follow up with this through the, what I know is a proper channel. And sometimes it turns out to be legitimate, but often it, it I, I would say the vast majority of the time, it that's not how the banks, that's not how social security, that's not how credit cards get a hold of you. Yep. So therefore, this article, if you'd like to have a copy of it, it's just to help you remind, it's a good reminder of what not to do hmm. and why you should be skeptical. But it also, the very first thing it talks about is that you want to be a monitor for your own account. You want to monitor in case mm-hmm. of a theft. So you need to keep up, you know, beware of any kind of phishing scams that yeah. come to you. Yeah, we, we watch, my wife and I, we, we look every month, you know, on probably more than that because you have online apps, but at least every month we go through all of our, our we run everything through a credit card right. and then we go through those statements. Right. And, and often, you know, it's the um, algorithms that the credit card companies use that catch it. We're always making sure to see are there any charges here that we don't know about that aren't 
In fact, one of the things you commented about is use a credit card. I don't have a, and I, I suggest to my clients that they don't have a debit card. They use a credit card for everything. Mm-hmm. Again, we're kind of running out of time here, but if you'd like to have a copy of this article, is card scammers take advantage of crisis? We would be more than happy to send you out a free reprint of it. So just a good checkoff list to protect yourself from fraud and theft. So you can call me at our office at 951-684-7011 or just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com for more information. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.